Hey there, everyone. It is Nolan and Jason here. Howdy. With Roofing Webmasters. We got a cool topic today called Roofing SEO Conference 2020. So we go to a uh, really large regional uh, digital marketing conference each year. Yeah. Right. And, each year in uh, November. And so we're we're gonna. It, it obviously wasn't just for roofing SEO, but we're gonna we're gonna break down how it applies. Yeah, the best stuff and how it applies. Yeah. And, and really, if if somebody's gonna do one, this would be a pretty good subset of things for roofing SEO conference. I guess we'll I'll start with something kind of boring, and it'll pick up some interesting stuff. We hope, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basic plus, and I've been I started saying this actually this year. And it's interesting that someone else said it. Yeah. Um, because people would say, well, do you do, um, you know, do, what about responsive websites? I said, well, yeah, we do responsive that, that's websites. That's part of the basic thing. And they'll say, well, what about uh, citations? I said, well, yeah, we do citations. We've done responsive websites for over five years. And citations for and over five over years. And citations for yep, over five going years. Going on six. SSL certificates for years. Um, you know, we don't we don't talk about the basic high quality level stuff. And now I'm not talking about basic like low quality basic. I'm talking about high well, yeah. When we say basic, we're talking what Google really wants to see at a base level. Yeah, high which, end which base is, level. You know, yeah, high end base. Level. High end base level. So custom design, custom custom uh, code base, and all this stuff. And and you know, of course, it's mobile ready. Of course, it's got SSL. Of course, it's got structured. Uh, URLs and siloed architecture and all that stuff. I don't even talk about that anymore, by the way. Right. Siloed architecture seems like, you know, parent-child format. Who talks about that anymore? Yeah, but because it, it's just it's expected. a basic part of the thing. I mean, if you're talking, I mean, heck, if you're talking about responsive design, yeah, cheap templates have responsive design right. at this point. Right. It's such a it's such a fundamental. Thing. So the reason he said cheap templates is because cheap templates miss all kinds of stuff, like the high-end schema code and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, all the all the really serious stuff we do. Yeah, so they're they're missing all of that stuff, and so yeah. I, anyway, so so uh, one of the uh, one or two of the people, I think two of them, had made a comment and say, "Well, guys, we're assuming you already have." This, 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 this. <laughs> if this. you watched our podcast before, yeah. that long list of stuff he usually rattles off. That's basically what they were saying. We're assuming you're already doing this. They were and if tired you're not, of. You need to start. Yeah. After 10 years or five years, they were tired of talking about it. And they said, okay, we're talking about higher quality stuff than this high end basic stuff. Right. Start with your high end basics and then move on. So here's the point of this, too. If you have a cheap template, if there's problems with it, I was just talking to a guy, by the way. Uh, on the phone, and he was um, he he was new to doing this. He, he had had a site up ten years ago, wow. and he was booming online, and um, and he did yellow pages back then. And he's like, <laughs> and I was and I was going through it with him. Isn't it weird to think that just ten years ago yellow pages was still? It a big is deal. weird. Yeah, it was a yeah. big deal. You know, uh, yeah. I was watching uh, Shark Tank the other day, and they're talking to uh, you know people. Even saying that they got to get into the retail space, and the sharks are kind of like, oh, I don't know about retail. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, <laughs> well, they're still in retail, but you know, there's less chatter about it now. So things yeah. do change, and, and I was going over it with him, and and he was trying to do stuff on his own, and he's like, "Can you help me?" Uh, and I said, "Well, we don't do one-off piecework because piecemeal work because it just, for one thing, we don't we're not structured 
to work that way. We work for a monthly fee as someone's qualified web crew doing regular things because that's how the algorithm grades it. Right. So if you go off and do a one-off piecemeal work, it's not going to work anyway that well. I said, what's the problem? And he said, well, uh, my, my, my uh, GMB won't come up. I can't get my address show up. I said, I got my postcard and put it in. And he said, then they started asking me questions. I said, well, answer the questions. He said, well, I have been. And I was like, did you give them a real address? And, uh, and he said, well, it's a P.O. box. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you can't do that. And, and all the while, since he didn't know anything about SEO or digital marketing, he's insulting us and being disrespectful. But he didn't mean to be. He just yeah. was, didn't know. But he didn't know the basic rules. Basic rules, yeah, right? Basic rules. Basic rules. Yeah. So these are uh, Google Webmaster rules. There's basic guidelines. Uh, he said, well... Will they call and tell me? I said, it's not their burden to inform you who's paying them nothing that, that you violated. I said, in fact, they're notorious when you call them for saying you have violated Google's basic webmaster rules. And that's all they say. That's all they say. <laughs> and he's like, well, why? I said, because it's not their burden to do it. I said, it's no shoes, no shirt, no service. But instead of Google kicking you out... They just stick you in the back room and close the door and never look at you again. You know, you don't get served any food. You don't get water. He said, well, I feel like I'm in limbo. I said, you're flagged because you cheated the search engine unknowingly. I said, that's why you're supposed to pay for some of these services. I said, I said, I said that. I said, we're just talking about the basic stuff here. Yeah, we're, we're talking like a super fun. Because he was trying to figure out why he'd pay us for anything. You know, I legit said, well, address. Why don't you pay for this stuff? I said, you know, it's okay. I understand that people don't realize in the business that we're in, what we do. But there has to be some level of understanding and respect for the services, otherwise you're gonna go do this kind of stuff, right? There's an old story that I like to retell about expertise in whatever field you're in. It's a good one, is this? A the old engineer? No, oh, okay. I, I just There's like an, this. an old engineer retires from a factory he works in. About six months after he retires, a piece of equipment breaks down. Nobody knows how to fix it, so they call him in. This sounds like a true story, by on the a way. Consultant, yeah. I've heard it rendered as a true story, yeah, but I have no yeah, idea yeah. what it is. <laughs> on like a consultant basis to figure out what's wrong. And he, he hears the problem, and he walks down into the guts of all the worky bits of the factory, and he goes to this one machine and this one panel, and he puts a chalk X on it, and he says, replace that. And he leaves. And he bills them, and he bills mm -hmm. them $50,000 Okay, I've heard this story. Yeah. Maybe you told me. And they're trying to be respectful, and they come back and they say... Could we maybe get a line item for what right. this is for? And he said, and so he sent him back another invoice. One chalk X, $5, knowing where to put it. $49,995. Yeah. I don't think our clients would appreciate that. Probably not, <laughs> but the principle is the same, is that you will, if you try to do this yourself, you will something fundamental that you don't know is a rule that we just know well he said we he have to do a certain way so he said well can you help me get this and I said you missed what I just said it's against their rules I said sir if you do that and go down the road like a year or two and you have like a hundred reviews on there and you're showing up and they find out it's a PO box since they mapped the whole world they're gonna pull the entire GMB account and you will lose everything and you'll lose it all in fact we have a client on board right now that we talked about the other day in podcasts. Yep. That is a roofer, and and uh, and the whole business was based upon his GMB showing up, and he was violating basic Google Webmaster rules. And again, they told him 
what's wrong? You violated the Google Webmaster rules. The, the thing about it is, and the reason, basic, the reason I want to stop on it in just a minute is because Basics Plus isn't something not serious. There's like tons of little things going. Right. They could have made the mistake and not consulted with us, but it would have been much less likely that this would have happened if he was caring to get high quality work done, right. if he respected marketing at all, he didn't work on anything or pay anybody, and he sat there for one year going from five million to one and a half million, closing and systematically laying people off and going out of business, and during the course of the conversation come to find out that they'd given the Google account back and even reattach the reviews. Which is rare. But he was on number like 25. And there was such a bad hailstorm in the city that at number 25 he was still able to get some business off of it. And in the course of looking at basic things, come to find out it wasn't verified again. He forgot since it was new, it wasn't verified. So as soon right. as he comes on as a client, while the site's being produced, we're working on these things for him. Yeah, we're calling Google. We're getting Simple the verification stuff. process started. So no PO box. It's basic, but it's complicated, and it's important, right? Yeah. Maybe basic should be replaced with required. Required high-end skill sets, you know, that your web team would help you with. So I'll, I'll shut up about it. But guys, basic high-quality stuff done, and really you can't move forward from there. And if you don't have more than that in a competitive marketplace, which is everywhere at this point, especially right. in roofing, for roofing online marketing, it's it's important, right? And so... Pretty much any everything else we're going to talk about, if you don't have those basic requirements done, none of it's going to work out. I, I will say one more thing about it. So let's say that you don't have these basic high-end requirements. You've got a cruddy template instead. You didn't set up your Google account properly. But you get a lot of reviews and you get content. Well, you're missing so many pieces that your map doesn't rise as high as it should. Right. And the content doesn't perform as well as it should because you've got this horrific template that's got poor quality code base, doesn't have schema code in it, and performs more poorly because of it. So that's kind of what I mean right. when I talk about these basic skill sets. We threw up the old school stuff first, and we have six. Number two is content again. Which, if you'd asked us two years ago, we might have included content in the basic requirements. We might have. But yeah. uh, content, you know, you, if you heard a couple years ago, two or three years ago, everybody saying content is king, content is king. And then you kind of chatter about content leveled off a little bit. I think Google quit innovating content as much for a little while. Right, right. Yeah. It was, it, you kind of just did it the same way. The same way, yeah. Everybody knew what to do, so it became basic. But we've kind of moved past that now, and it's become very important again. Very complicated again. Yeah, much, so much more complicated. It, it had already gone, moved from, oh, put bullet points in and show up for your keywords like 15 years ago to write a page of content and saturate the word Dallas Roofing Company in 3% of the time. Yeah, 3% of the text Dallas Roofing Company. If you're looking for Dallas Roofing Company, we could be your Dallas Roofing Company, and it goes through, <laughs> and then you showed up for Dallas Roofing Company, right? Right. Um, then it moved to, hey, don't saturate it that much. Put some more content in, too. Let's go to 400 words and do that 1.2% of the time. Yeah. Put it in the title tag and the H1 tag. Take it out of the H1 tag. That's too deliberate. Put it in the title tag and put it in the alt tag and then do it 1.2% of the time. And yeah. we moved that direction. We did that stuff, right? Right, right. And then that's probably about... I mean, everybody everybody who was doing quality work did. 
because that's what was working. So it was required because that's what the algorithm could read at the time. Right. And if there wasn't saturation of it, the algorithm couldn't figure it out. Dial this forward to about a year and a half ago or two years ago, and something called LSI or latent semantic indexing. Hey, you got it. Latent semantic indexing, there's a piece of fuzz. Latent semantic <laughs> indexing showed up, and then Google's like, hey, you know, we've gotten a bit smarter about it, and I don't even know if they said anything actually, but they got smarter about it. And so they said, quit shoving the same exact keywords in and we know what you're looking for, right? Right. Uh, and latent semantic indexing is basically synonyms. It's all the words that mean roughly the same thing. And so that's why sometimes you'll put in a search for, you know, whatever term, and you'll have either in the, like in the suggested terms or people also search for, or maybe in your search results, you'll have a search result that is not the exact thing you put in, but pretty much. Yeah. You know, it, it's, like, it's like a synonymous So instead phrase. of Dallas Roofing Company, it's roofing contractor, roofing service, roofer, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so people would describe it in different ways and then you wouldn't have to have the saturation exactly like that in order to take advantage of and show up for the keyword term. The idea being, and what the whole time they've been moving toward, is writing more naturally, right. not not this SEO writing. There's like you said before, you're Dallas Fort Worth Roofer. We can be your Dallas Fort Worth Roofer in Dallas and Fort Worth. And yeah. they don't want to see that. They want what they keep telling us when they do communicate with us, what they keep telling us Make is right more. for people, so, right for So they do, user. but to be clear, guys, it's kind of like, oh, you know, right for people, but the <laughs> algorithm can't figure it all out yet. Right. And so it's still, if you don't have the saturation points, it still won't show up. And what basically happened when it went to LSI is that if you had the cruddier kind of content, they would have penalized it and downgraded it right. in favor of this because now they can tell the better content. And now it's gone on a step further, and they're talking about something called entity. And honestly, you know, it gets it gets so ridiculous at some point that you write about it, and it's in a totally different form. And it's actually not gotten easier. It gets kind of more difficult. For it us. gets a little yeah. level of degree harder and harder. Five years ago, it was almost mechanical what you could what you could write for content. It was hit yeah. this many words, use the keyword this often. Da, 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 done. Yeah, so it's gotten more difficult. You need really deep content, great content. Be careful on repetition. We, of course, goes without saying, do all of this for people and have right. like 10 writers now uh, because writing is so important. If you don't have content, there's no basis for the keyword search. If you don't have content about TPO, always use an example, you won't show up for TPO repair, TPO roof. I mean, if you don't have coatings or acrylic or silicone or roof insurance claims help or hail, hail damage roof repair or shingle replacement, you just won't show up for those keyword terms. They're only gonna assume you're a roofer. Yeah, I'm talking about GMB here even. Your map won't show up as well. They're gonna assume you're a roofer, a roofing company. They roof repair and they might assume you do shingle because it's kind of universal, but they're not gonna assume that you do uh, mule hide or Conklin, or roof restoration, or standing seam metal roofs, or copper turrets, they're not gonna assume that Stone-coated metal or any of that They won't assume any of that stuff. stuff. Yeah. So if you don't have, the reason we're big on content is because if you don't have the content, you absolutely won't show up on your organic uh, pages, uh, and you won't show up on mapping much of the times. It interrelates through the website. And we're gonna talk about 
the interplay of the GMB, otherwise you would know as your map showing up, to the content and the website yeah. and how they kind of function together. So let's move on uh, to number three and it's schema code. And since Jason's much more technical than me and eloquent, I'll let him talk about schema code. Yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, Schema or structured data um, is basically just code within your code that explains what your content is about. It takes all the data. I mean, in the old days before we had this, you had a whole bunch of data on the page. You had the content of your page, but then you also had data like things about your company, like like your address, like your phone numbers, you know, basic stuff like that. And then uh, yeah, it can be more elaborate stuff like reviews and all this other stuff goes into it as well. But schema takes that and puts it in a format that Google likes, that Google actually is part of a consortium that developed, if you want to know the full story. I didn't, uh, and you put it into this format that, they, that tells them, hey, this is our legal, canonical business name, and this is our official address, and this is our official phone number, and so forth and so on. And every, you know, most bits of important data about your company. This is an official intersite link. This yeah, is the, what we do for a living. This is where we're located and yeah, all, all yeah. this. And, and it can do that too. It can say, this is our official address, but we also have locations here. And then it can say, say, say things like, these are the products or services we offer. Pricing. This is the pricing we offer. These are the, this is the uh, mm. geographic area Geopens. we work in. Check-ins. Yeah. And you can do things like check-ins through the Righteous Reviews platform, which take where a geographic area you've claimed elsewhere, either on your GMB or on content on your website, and reinforce that claim by saying, we actually perf we put a roof on right there in the middle of that geographic area we claimed five days ago. So if you didn't have that, and you have a geocode on a phone, what are you supposed to do with it? The code base goes up to the website. It's like, what is this geocode? Oh, that geocode is labeled as a check-in, sir. Yeah. And they go, oh, well, thank you. Meaning we had a service provider yeah. at that location. We have a check-in and we have content that says, oh, here's an image of what happened there. We took, we took a picture of the roof we did. And we performed, this is the description. The caption of that image is new tile roof and that's tied into the geolocation. So all of a sudden that tells Google, we were in this, like I said, we we're in this spot performing this service and then they look at your GMB and they say, yep, they're there and that makes you show up, you're much more likely, <laughs> I shouldn't say absolutely, but more likely, more likely to, to show up in that area all this stuff searches for that service. is little grades, little tools, and we have over 100 points of schema um, mm -hmm. It became a. It was barely mentioned at last year's conference. We had already been doing it last year for over two years. Now yeah. it's been for over three. Last year, the only thing they really talked about was review schema. That was the only thing we heard much about, and it's becoming a bigger deal. Right. And there's there was actually a person there who knew more about it than me, which is the first time mm -hmm. that's happened. It'll probably <laughs> still be a hot deal next year, and then yeah, in, it's it's just going to keep in a few more years. Things. It'll be part of the basic structure. Yeah, because right. the, the stuff that uh, the 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 properties and attributes within schema they add to them constantly. Right. So they're constantly adding like a new product or a new service, or they're drilling down. It's like 
A few years ago, if you were a local business, the category was local business. And now they have like a category for roofing contractor. It's right. a specific schema category that right. tells them that you're in that. And they, they keep adding stuff like that. So it's just going to grow. So if you don't have this, you have your baseline stuff that's high end, lots of little details done. You have your content that's high end. And now you have your code base and schema that is, and, and, and this is way better than it's like a, a most, most um, templates might have five lines of schema or five pieces of schema as opposed to, or zero as opposed to us having over a hundred. Right. And every time you do this stuff, it gives you a little better grade. The guy that I was talking to, he was, I wasn't being, I wasn't being rude. I said, Hey, you know, I know you don't mean, he said, well, can you start up for us and then just kind of get us up and mapping and then I can quit and come back and do all this. And I was like, and I was like, I know you don't mean to, Bill. May I please like, slap you around yeah. repeatedly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's say, what the other guy was saying. Was That's gonna, not what we're saying. I was going to say something <laughs> inappropriate, but yeah. So, so I'm like, well, this isn't really like that. It's, it's, they're grading you all the time, yeah. you know? So I said, you have savvy people around you. I said, I'm okay with you not understanding it right now. And I'm not insulted by it, even though you continue to insult me and downgrade <laughs> our business. I'm not taking it that way. I'm just allowing you to, I'm just merely pointing this out that you're making these comments. I said, normally people come to us after they have already been, you know, used and abused by multiple companies and right. realize that they want to work with somebody high quality. And then they come to us and they respect our services. You know? <laughs> but, but, that um, is the hope. Yeah, I said, we change stuff like your schema code and add to it and redo things. And I said, they're grading all this stuff all the time. And, and um, I mean, he was brand new too. I said, you have your, your work cut out for you. I said, so you're going to get up in ranking on organic and mapping. And as soon as it gets up there, you stop working on it. <laughs> I was like, the, I said, the, your competitors, uh, you know, are going to pass you up. And every time that happens, it gets harder and harder right. to do this stuff. Because they're not stopping. Yeah. I said, so we, we bring all these great skill sets to the table for you so that you can do better, you know, and, and all this stuff, if you want to know how you get up in ranking, it's by stuff like this gets done. You get a better grade and then you get worked on. Schema's fantastic. I brought, it, I brought that guy up again originally because I was thinking, this is stuff that people don't know what we do, but is very valuable. And I said, hey, I get it. You think that we just throw up a website and make it happen? but it doesn't work like that. And I realized that you can't see all the work that we do. But, and he said, well, I must know something. I said, why? And he said, uh, he said, well, I said, I am calling you. I said, you are calling us. I said, why are you calling us? And because, I mean, because you could go get like a free website, right? Or a $50 website yeah. if you think this is worthless. He said, I can, I said, there are a lot of bad quality companies out there. And I said, they'd love to take your 300 bucks and do nothing on your website per month, right? Right. He said, well, I can feel something's wrong. I said, it's, it's kind of palpable, isn't it? I said, yeah. I said, they're, I said, yeah, I can tell they're kind of lying to me. Yeah. I said, well, our price is pretty good, sir. It's pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, branding. Okay, thank you for that. My, my writing's so bad, I'm having trouble uh, finding it. Jason's helping me out. So branding, branding, keeps coming and going in what they talk about it. It's been called EAT. 
I think that entity, even though that's not quite the same thing as being mixed around in the in the but it is it is because your business is an entity that that's the thing all these entities are things like roofing is itself an entity and it's related to all these other entities like shingles and all the pieces that go into roofing mm -hmm. but you actually want your brand to, to become, become an, an entity. entity in and of itself right and that's that that's really it, it does tie into that the entity concept where you have this entity and all the things that tie to it right. because you want your business, your roofing company is an entity and you want roofing to be one of the things it's primarily tied to right? and all that stuff that goes with roofing as well. So that you're completely tied to your services so that exactly. you can have a chance to show up. I'm going to explain this a little bit better for everybody. So we talk about branding from the 1950s and Mad Men days. Right. Lucky Strike, and who else were they working for? I don't know the, the plan. I, I forget what airlines they had. They almost they had that they had that small airline that they ditched to try to get American Airlines, and, and then lost because the one dude was drunk all the time. Okay, but, <laughs> but 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 so so back in the days, people would you know they would brand, and the and the branding was known as you know TV and radio and billboards and print. And a traditional agency would help you brand a company. And people are familiar with major brands and like McDonald's or Coca-Cola. Right. And I think that I read somewhere that was it Coca-Cola was uh, goal was to be seen like 13 or 14 times per day per person. Right. And used to they were, I think. I'm not sure if that's still the case, but people saw that brand that many times every day. Right. Um, so that was branding what everybody thought of it in the olden days and really even up until about 10 or 12 years ago. It was all about awareness. Yeah, billboards, radio, print, and people go, oh yeah, I know that ABC company. I know that roofer. I've seen their billboards. I've seen their TV. Those are funny ads with a dog and everything. And people could like, that was branding. Yeah, we just had a hailstorm. Call those guys. We saw their... So billboard last week. It's changed because branding now and became something that Google referred to. Like how does your brand look to Google? And so it doesn't have anything to do with any of that stuff anymore to speak of. It's like, can Google tell who your brand is? Is your brand safe? Is it distinctive? Does it have continuity across the internet? So I'll explain some of those things. And some of this is old, but we're gonna I'll wrap up. It still up applies. With, I'll wrap yeah. up to the new stuff. But so if your company name isn't the same with the address, the brand isn't as trusted. Google has lots of roofers that they have to distinguish. If your brand is the same as like Dallas Roofing Company, there was a, there was, I won't say what city it was because it'll give the company name away, but there was a guy that I remember talking to and he was older and he's like, dang it, all these people are using my name. And it was a, oh, you told me about this. He and it was a major for, city yeah. roofing company. So it wasn't Dallas Roofing Company. It was another city and a roofing company. And he had called all these people, going, "Quit using my name," because they were trying to optimize, and they'd have it on their H one tag on their on their homepage. And it was a, it was a generic term. It's a generic term. So in the back in the day when he started this, it worked really well. And then he was calling me. And we didn't do business with this guy because he was not reasonable. Not reasonable, <laughs> out of his mind. 
And I, I mean, we could have uh, done something for him, but you can't take a standard name like that usually, almost all the time now, and Google can't tell what your brand is. It ties back into the entity thing. It ties, yeah, because, it does. That's a yeah, good tie. Un unless you can break off your branding as its own entity, if it seems like this other entity over here, you're never going to get it. So they can't distinguish that name from all the other chatter because it's a general keyword term. Right. Somebody might mention that phrase in like a, a news article or a television, you know, radio station or a, the uh, local news might do a write-up on a, on a city roofing company. And so uh, basically the, the chatter from the internet about their brand is worthless to speak right. of. And so you need to have a specific brand. Citations and all that stuff, which we have obviously do all this stuff, get synced up. And as you get reviews and mentions and direct clicks and chatter and content and all this stuff, it strengthens that brand. And then that brand began to change last year, maybe 2000, early 2000, early 2019. Yeah. People started talking about EAT or uh, expertise, authority, and trust. And that was like a little bit of an evolution of the Google brand as they see you. And it basically said, hey, you know, your reviews are really important. Right. And um, your trust, that equals trust. And so we start talking about stuff like righteous reviews, which we'll get into in a minute, and getting regular reviews and comments and, and people, you know, talking about the brand or you know, it, it, it changes to a little higher level and there's things that we help you integrate that help your expertise, authority, and trust on your brand. And then it gets even more complicated when you start talking about the way it's written up right? as related to something like entity. Not only written up, but maybe even structured and linked out. Right. Right. And it's too much and I don't even want to go into it. But <laughs> it's pretty complex. But we handle that stuff as well and we're aware of it. And as someone paying us for expertise to handle their web effort, which were very reasonable by the way, on a month to month agreement with people, at least at this point in time, we're a great deal to do all this stuff. So we'll move on to number five and we're gonna talk about GMB popularity. Um, or otherwise known to you as Google My Business, otherwise known to you as your, your map, map listing. Your map yeah. listing, or otherwise known to you as your knowledge graph. Yeah. So the, the thing on the if you type in your company, if, if your brand is reasonably healthy and you type in your company name into Google, it's the box that shows up on the right hand on a desktop view. Okay. Agreed. So, so GMB popularity, more focus on it more reviews, more interactivity with it, more pictures, videos? Just more, you could do, GMB used to just be, this is this is me, this is my address, that's my logo, these are my hours, there's my phone number, and there wasn't much else to it. And, and you verified it to get the map listing, and that was pretty much it. And now, over the past two years, they just keep adding stuff to this. You can post to it, think of it like social media, but not because you don't, you don't post that you went to, uh, to get barbecue for lunch. Yeah. It should be more business and sales and marketing focused. Yeah. Um, 
but you can you can do posts that expire. You can put up offers and coupons and stuff like that. Do stuff that's supposed to directly drive, like a phone call or something like that. Uh, you can put up infra, uh, the, lots more than just your hours and location about your business. You can do FAQs. You can do Q and As. Other people can go in and um, like ask like they get like if they're logged into their Gmail account, for instance, and they find your business listing. They can say, hey, do you install this type of roofing system? And that can sit there. And you as a business owner, if you are monitoring it yourself or you're smart and you're paying someone like the webmasters to do it for you, we can see that. And we can say, hey, you had this person ask this question. You guys do this, right? Or if we know you do it, we can just answer it for you. Um, now, you have to be careful here because this is uh, Greg Giffords went over this. Anybody can answer that question for you. Yeah. Like, uh, there was actually, I saw a thing on Twitter this past week in SEO Twitter uh, where high school kids are finding the map listing for their school and posting porn photos oh, no. as the photo. Oh, And it no. goes up. Wow. And, like, you find that school on mapping, and there's someone doing something that shouldn't be happening I, I, in high school. I thought those days were way gone before. Oh, no. Wow. No. Uh, so your GMB listing should be robust, should be, be well done, but it should also be monitored and curated. Yeah, monitored and checked Because people can also go in and, do you perform this kind of service? And you can have trollish people, people with a vendetta against you, just people goofing off online go in and answer the questions in what they think are funny ways or ways designed to damage your business and you need to keep an eye so on it. So it, it's just more work on it nowadays. Yeah. And, and, and obvious, I, I'll, I'll pull I, I'm, try, I'm not trying to be overly negative. It's an extremely powerful tool. But you oh, no. To I, I'm going to pull up a few things. So like this is done for obvious reasons. This is the map where you guys want to show up. Um, there is now, I think Google actually came out and said there's a direct correlation between reviews and the amount of time the GMB will pop up, but those factors alone aren't the only reasons the GMB pops up. Guys, just understand that all this stuff interrelates with each other and is the reason you show up in organic ranking or not. And when we talk about Roofing SEO Conference 2020, we're talking about SEO, which is organic, and it's still the least expensive thing you can do. Right. It's completely ignored by people. The industry, I'm going to go off on a little segue here on it and a rant. The industry as a whole is turning away from helping you guys with this because there's major companies that now want to integrate pay-per-click and downgrade organic. Right. Because it's difficult to do organic. It takes more work for them, and they'd rather just get a lump sum payment from you and siphon off your money from your pay-per-click budget and what I call like black box billing, so you don't know what's going on. Paper clicks easier. Yeah. Costs more. How, however, 75% of people still go to organic. Your map or your organic listings on your page content, your, your, your website showing up. <clears throat> so that's where 75% of the clicks are coming. You can have a much better return on investment if you actually uh, work on all this. Nothing wrong with PPC. We do it for plenty of the people. And I always say we're Google Ads uh, partner. We'll be happy to help you with it. But these items are separate, and organic's alive and well, and great to focus on. 
GMB and people clicking on GMB compared to the website is probably about 50-50 at this point. Yeah, there was actually a big uh, hullabaloo earlier this year at one of the major SEO conferences. A guy named Rand Fishkin got up and he did a presentation. He talked about they're seeing this thing, what they're referring to as zero-click search, where people search for something. They do a search on Google, they, the results right. page pulls up, they don't click on anything. And it's up to about half of searches. They call uh, phone numbers or do yeah, other they, stuff. Yeah. And what it is, and this, this directly ties into the GMB, is much of the time they're just seeing on that GMB you know, knowledge box on the side, they're seeing that and saying, oh, well, that guy does everything I need. Hit the phone number. Right. And that doesn't count as a click on organic even though it was organic that got it. It was organically driven. Yeah. Yeah, and understand Google doesn't count it that way. Your GMB won't pull up properly without your website. Right. So websites still getting tons of clicks, about half of them, but GMB has picked up a ton of them, but it doesn't work together properly without the website being coded and done well anyway. Yeah. So if you, you don't can, have your website, you're not going to get the other 50%. You're going to lose out on a lot more than that because the thing's hobbled because it's not structured well. Right. Like he was talking earlier that if you don't have a page on a certain type of service, you won't show up for that service. Same thing goes for the GMB. Your GMB you won't, won't show up show for that up. service yeah. if you don't have content on your website that informs Google that you Yeah, do we were that. talking about how they interplay. If the website doesn't have that, you're, you're, you won't show up on the website, but your GMB may not show up either. Right. So you can't just, you, all this stuff has to be done together. Okay, so let's go in, and this is uh, one that we like to talk about. Uh, let's go into uh, number six is reviews. Reviews. Yeah. And Which so, is tied into GMB, but is so important that we break it out separately. Yeah, it is, it is tied in, but it's important, and it also has some other organic benefit to it now. Right. And actually, I'm going to say this out loud. I, I don't like the term, but it, like automated SEO. So almost automated SEO, right? Um, <sighs> I would call it user-generated SEO. User-generated SEO. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> that sounds less damning. It does. It does. I, that, that is a, a better way to put it. So reviews have always been important. I think at this point from your GMB account and your organic... So let's go back to the beginning of the days of search. It used to just be organic uh, web content. And then come 2005, I think it was GMB... Uh, GMB went well, through my places, Google Places back Google then. Places. But that's the yes. evolved from that. Yeah, mapping Google Places, GMB started in like '05, and so then it's organic and mapping, and now reviews I think is a totally different category because they show up everywhere, and the reviews tie into expertise, authority, and trust, and it's the glue that kind of ties all this other stuff together. Right. Right. So. To me, it's these three points of organic is what you're looking for. All this other background stuff, the basics plus everything else that we do here goes into getting your organic to show up, your organic page content, your keywords, your map placement, and review glues it all together, helps it all out, moves it all up, keeps it healthy. And so <coughs> every site that we do now has something called Righteous Reviews included since it's an original part integration by skillful, conscientious people that are doing high-end web work, 
the code base is on service pages and city pages. It's tied in intelligently throughout the site. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of reviews on a reviews page. So it's check-ins on a check-in page. Understand that that's what it's going to be 95% of the time if you get an aftermarket reviews platform that wasn't done by conscientious people that put it in and had the short code on the service and city pages. Um, and let me explain a little more so you even know what I'm talking about. But a Righteous Reviews allows you to leave the site and say, hey, appreciate it. Oh, thanks for our roof. It looks great. And uh, man, we'd love to have a review online if you'd like to give us one. And you leave, and before you leave the job site, you get on your phone on a web-based app and you pull up Righteous Reviews. You took a picture of the shingle roof replacement. You made a caption that said just did a shingle roof replacement in Springfield, Illinois. You're in an adjacent town and you're sticking in, but you put it, you pick your Springfield, Illinois page and your roof replacement page, put the client's cell phone and email down along with your photo and your caption. And when you hit send, it automatically sends a review for Google, Facebook, Yelp, BBB links direct to your review to their text and email. Right. So they're much more likely, maybe one out of 10 if you really killed them with kindness. Now you're one out of five because they got a text and you were a nice guy and now you got one out of five. Used to, that's where it stopped. 80% of the reviews or, or uh, potential reviews, clients or more, they didn't help you at all. But now you've got a picture that's a custom content piece with custom content caption with a red pen geo check-in code, which is schema. Right. And so three bits of data go on the service page and three bits of data go on the city page. If they do leave a review, that pulls back in. Not only is that on Google or BBB or whatever, but it pulls back into the website for review. So there's another bit of data. Right. And if you did 100 roofs in a year, you're usually going to get 600 changes to your website. Right. And that's yeah. uh, that's got schema built into it that tells Google check-in, that means a service provider was in this location. There's the geolocation data, there's a caption with a keyword relevant phrase yeah. saying shingle roofing, and there's a picture that is a unique piece of rich media, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've hit like multiple points of good SEO with a two-minute it's it's Action way beyond reputation management. Yeah, it's not it's, awesome. it's not reviews by itself. It's reviews. It's reputation management. It's beyond reputation management because at this point, you're getting custom content snippets that are really to me newer age content. Okay, and you had a word for it, but it's just more relevant. Uh, immediate content. What I said a minute ago, user no, generated? No, a while or? back uh, you had made a comment about the type of content that it is because it's not just a page of words. I don't remember. It's a, <laughs> it's a custom photo that just went up. It's a caption that the that the owner or somebody at works with the company wrote. Right. And it's a check-in code that was from where their truck was parked in front of the job. Right. I mean, it's really it's relevant. relevant. Yeah, yeah, it's that's, really high-end relevant content. And if you want to really put this in perspective of how this can tie in the glue of a well-done web presence to dominate organically, your competitors aren't doing this yet. I doubt less than, it's less than half of 1% of roofers are doing this regularly. Right. The older generation ones aren't doing it. 
Um, I and the reason we know that is we have a lot of clients that are on this system and we've taught them how to do it. And we keep having to call them and remind them, guys, do this. This it, is powerful. This it's help so you. powerful because and, and one, only one in ten will actually yeah. get in there and do it. It's already listen. That one you sent me the other day for an example for somebody. Yeah, they're showing up in all their city pages for those keyword terms. Uh -huh. Did you check them at all? Yeah, yeah I yeah. looked. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, did, I did a check because I wanted I like, to make wow, sure. It went, I went, it went through together. all the cities and looked to see how many were getting check ins and the code and the pen drop. And, and he's doing captions. Yeah. And he's already like number one for some of those keywords in those cities. Right. Yeah. And he hadn't been up that long. So so when you've got a website up and you're like, Nolan, how does this work? Why do I care? You know, can I kick you in the butt and make you work for 90 days and then stop? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you care because when you have this stuff done to this level, they give you a better grade. You have the basis for the keywords. You have the code base. You have the integration factors. And then when you start doing check-ins and captions and photos, it's off the hook, man. It's just right. off the charts. And Google sees this every time they respider the site, every you know thirty days, two weeks, or how often they're doing it, which is up to them, by the way. Yeah. Um, they see this. They say, "Wow, there's more of these check-ins. These guys are active. They're they're working. This is a legit company. Right. They're performing these exact services in this area. They're looking at that map, going." Pin, 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 holy crap. This is this all ties in with their GMB. All of this information checks out. And this is their brand, and all of a sudden they're tying all this together. And anytime someone searches any of these entities um, related to your business, you're far more likely to get shown. Who am I going to show? You're Google, and they're like, who am I going to show? And you're like, why would this matter? Why does this help? Because how many roofers in your market have a page for shingle roof replacement or TPO roofing? How many roofers have pages for your local cities because you work beyond your local city, you, your, your city you're in, you work all the other ones. And so if you're sitting there and they're spidering all these sites, and they are, and they're trying to determine who they're going to show, why wouldn't they give the TPO bid to the guy that's got three check-ins, photos, and captions on there, or the roof replacement one that's got 14 on there in the last you know, six months, or the city page that 50 other guys have a city page on but your city is getting constant updates with captions, you know, photos, check-ins. I mean, right. it, just, it just, it just, Google's got to pick one. It's like, well, the content's all really similar. This guy's got a little bit of an edge on schema and some of the code base and some of the way this is worked up. This is a well-done site. It's a well-done so site. Nicer. We like we're, it a little. We move more. it up a little bit, but you know what? Man, that's some good relevant stuff that they're putting on that thing. Nobody it's like, has holy that. crap! There were guys yesterday. There was someone yesterday. <laughs> someone came in that town, did a hail damage roof repair yesterday. Two streets over. Tagged the roof repair page, tagged the city page. The city is getting the, you know, the check-in. The hail damage page is getting the check-in, and they have to make a choice who they're going to show. That's why websites move up in ranking. They, they check the EAT. They check the content. They check the code base, all of this stuff. They check the schema. They check the regular reviews, the signals coming in, and that's how you get dominant. Right. so stinking easy it's what did i say one time i forgot what it, it was. ain't easy it ain't easy but it's easy but it's easy <laughs> you gotta call roofing webmasters it ain't easy but it's easy yeah it came off more naturally last time and sounded better but anyway gosh that's a really good little roofing seo conference uh snippet and we did it in 48 minutes Ooh, that was a long one wasn't bad pretty good yeah. if you had all we this, covered a lot 
If you we had all this down, much. you're going to get dominant eventually in your town, man. So give us a call if you want all that. Yeah. Call us. We'd love to hear from you guys. We obviously do all this for you. Um, you can't really get around it. You're going to have to... There are savvy people in each market. You can do some stuff on your own, but you can't do all of it. We're here to help everything that we can with a group, a lot of fantastic webmasters that help you guys out. And we'd love to hear from you. So give us a call. We'll see you. Take it easy.